May grace and mercy and peace be yours. From God our Father, through his Son, his only Son, his newly born Son, Jesus the Christ. Amen. We sing lots of songs at Christmas. Some are serious songs. Some are a little bit silly songs. We sing a handful of new songs and quite a few old songs at Christmas. From I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas to Feliz Navidad. From Winter Wonderland, Slavels Ring, Are You Listening? To the Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. And there's also some tune that seems to be really popular by someone named Mariah Carey, but I've honestly never listened to it. We are here this morning to sing. We are here to sing a new song. Those were the first words you heard as we began with the dialogue. We chanted them again in today's gradual. The Old Testament reading for this Christmas festival is from Isaiah 52. And did you hear how God's people respond when they are called home from exile? When beautiful feet run to a mountaintop and a watchman's voice shouts, Good news! God has given peace! Then they lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy. For eye to eye they see the return of the Lord to Zion. They break forth together into singing for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. God's people can't not sing, for he has comforted and redeemed them. There's a portion of First Corinthians, or First Chronicles 16 that is not a psalm or it's not in the book of Psalms, but it anticipates Isaiah 52. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations his marvelous works among all the peoples. Psalms 96 and 98 say almost the same words. We've used portions of them already this morning, which we will echo every Sunday, but especially when Christmas falls on a Sunday, we sing to the Lord a new song. Now, where do we find all these songs? Well, yes. Isaiah 52, Psalms 96 and 98, 1 Chronicles 16. But look with me, ponder with me for a while the Gospel of Luke. Mary prayed with thanksgiving at the home of Elizabeth as both women were with child. Elizabeth carrying the way preparer, Mary carrying the way, the truth, and the life. The church turned her words into the Magnificat, and her soul made great the Lord for his goodness and his gifts. We sang that, we sang that every Wednesday of Advent. Then Zechariah prophesied when John the Baptizer was born and named, and the church turned that speaking forth of God's word into a canticle called the Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. Of course, a heavenly host, an immense host, an immense angel choir sang to the shepherds after announcing Jesus' birth, Gloria. Gloria in excelsis Deo. Finally, Luke, in the fourth song of the birth story, records the encounter in Jerusalem of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus with an aged prophet named Simeon. And yes, the church has turned his prayer into a canticle that we sing many Sunday mornings after receiving Holy Communion. Lord, now you let your servant go in peace. The church must sing. And the church will never stop singing. That, my friends, will be our joyous task 
for all eternity. For God's, but God's people must also sing today. Those who run into Bethlehem with the shepherds must sing. As Isaiah wrote once more, the comforted and the redeemed lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy. They break forth together into singing. We sing to the Lord with Christians in Ukraine, in Malaysia, in Kenya, in Canada and Mexico, and all across these 50 United States. And we tell of his salvation, not just on this blessed and wonderful day, but from day to day, tomorrow, the day after that, and into 2023. What shall we sing to the Lord this Christmas morning? I'm glad you asked. Here are four Christmas hymns for us to sing. Actually, it's really four phrases from four Christmas hymns. First, Gentle Mary Laid Her Child, a hymn that is only 103 years old. Here are two lines from the first stanza. Such a babe in such a place, can he be the Savior, half the saved of all the race, who have found his favor? Such a babe, a child, is born in Bethlehem, and no one knows until shepherds hear the good news of great joy from an angel messenger. Such a babe, when they show up next to the manger, such a babe, they must wonder, can he be the Savior? Yes, ask all those who confess the name of Christ, the saved of all the human race, who have received the mercy and grace, the favor of the Father through his Son. And then remember what the shepherds did. After they ran and saw and worshipped, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. They told their fellow shepherds. They told their families. They told everyone. The second hymn is, Of the Father's Love Begotten. These words were written by a Spanish Christian, Aurelius Prudentius Clemens, in the early 400s. Here is the second stanza. Oh, that birth forever blessed, when the virgin full of grace, by the Holy Ghost conceiving, bore the Savior of our race, and the babe, the world's redeemer, first revealed his sacred face, evermore and evermore. That birth forever blessed. Jesus is conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Today we marvel that no one has seen God, but the only God, God of gods and Lord of lords, who is at the Father's side, he has made him known today again. The babe, the world's redeemer, has revealed his sacred and saving face. We will close this festival divine service by singing joy to the world. And if you'd look at the back of your worship guide, if you wish, look at the third stanza especially. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as the curse is found. Ever since the sin of Adam and Eve in Eden, sins and sorrows have 
grown, infecting all of us with a terminal spiritual illness. Thorns have infested the ground, making work to be work. And you know as well as I do that you don't have to be a farmer to encounter thorns every day wherever you are. But now the curse is ended. By his life and death and resurrection, Jesus frees us from the curse of sin, the curse of Satan, the curse of death. Here is the fourth and final hymn. It's where shepherds lately knelt. Words of Yaroslav Baidya, written only 37 years ago. If I remember correctly, it's only been sung once in the sanctuary when Jason Casper and his father were a duo from the balcony on Christmas Day eight years ago. Can I, will I forget how love was born and burned? It's way into my heart, unasked, unforced, unearned. To die, to live, and not alone for me. To die, to live, and not alone for me. The first stanza of this hymn ended with the words, and there is room and welcome there for me, for me, for you. Connie and I read a simple but strong sentence in one of the Advent devotions about ten days ago. You may have read it too. I want to repeat it this morning. Don't let your eyes deceive you. Don't let your eyes deceive you when you look around and observe with dismay that too many don't know what Christmas is about or don't care what Christmas is about, that God has come to be with us and for us. And don't let your eyes deceive you when you look at the manger holding the newborn Christ because he doesn't appear in power and in strength and in glory, which might, which should frighten and alarm us. But your Savior, our Savior, appears in humility, in meekness, in weakness. Don't let your eyes deceive you. Christ comes to love. Christ comes to die. Christ comes to forgive. Christ comes to live and to give us life unending. And Jesus, born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, is born into our hearts again today. And his gifts, forgiveness, a freed conscience, his presence every day, and hope which sustains us until eternity, these gifts are our, ours, unasked, unforced, unearned. And there is room and welcome at the manger, at the cross, at the open tomb, and in his family, for you and for me. So we sing. We can't stop singing the new song of salvation in Christ our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.